You know, typically when the government makes an announcement uh, that they would like to not get a lot of attention, they do it on Friday. So (laughs) why not punctuate it with a request for Rod Phillips already gone? Eagles. Um, Ontario Cabinet Minister Rod Phillips announced Friday he's resigning at the end of the month and won't be seeking re-election. To get some perspective, maybe insider knowledge on this, Sabrina Nanji is good enough to join the show. She is founder of the Queen's Park Observer. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. So um, Rod is long-term care minister, which is a sector in crisis. At least 50 homes are experiencing outbreaks. They are hiring family members to help with other residents in some cases. How likely is it that this file is the reason he's bailing from political, uh, from his political career before his fingerprints are all over the uh, long-term care sector for good? You know, um, I think that, you know, what we've seen um, since this announcement was made, as you mentioned, you know, late on a Friday, um, there's been a lot of credit given to Rod Phillips, actually, you know, um, on that long term care file. Uh, We all remember, you know, what happened last Christmas when he went on that unauthorized trip to St. Bart's, uh, was kicked out of cabinet and. Uh, you know, it wasn't until April that he that the premier had to bring him back. He's a high profile minister, well respected and essentially was credited with, uh, you know, a lot of new initiatives. There's new legislation to boost transparency and accountability. Um, there's these new projects to, to get these homes built. Um, but you're right. You know, we're now back at the point where our long term care homes are um, really struggling. You know, we are facing this new variant. Um, and there's at least certainly the opposition parties are saying, you know, this is a minister who's leaving um, them in a crisis and, and putting them at risk. Uh, Liberal leader Stephen Del Duca was saying that this is a sign of pure chaos within the the Ford government. But I think, you know, this did come as a big shock to the premier's office. Um, Everyone actually on on the government benches that I've been speaking to, and it's a big hit for them politically. So, you know, they they did the right thing by announcing, you know, a replacement minister, Paul Calandra, going to be is going to be, you know, on that file immediately. Um, But we can't really forget the backdrop of of, you know, what's happening in long term care. So I think, you know, at least in that point, you know, get the replacement. But I I think that it was surprising that he the timing of him stepping down. Um, I, I don't believe it has too much to do with the actual file he's on. You know, as mm-hmm. far as Phillips says, uh, he's stepping down now and going back to his roots in the private sector, uh, you know, to give the PCs a time to, rep- to replace him as minister and, you know, appoint another candidate because we can't forget the election. It, the campaign starts in, in less than five months from now. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of po- politics at play here as well. People would argue the campaign's already started, but who's best suited to take over the position of long-term care minister, in your opinion? What are you hearing? Uh, that's a that's a great question. You know, I have heard some mixed reviews of, of Paul on Paul Calandra. You know, he's already got uh, his hands full. You could say um, he's got this new portfolio, Minister of Legislative Affairs. Um, he's the government House leader. Uh, it's interesting because the House leaders tend to be the most partisan um, for, for each party on, on those benches. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles some of these questions on long-term care when we come back with question period. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, probably a lot of folks will say it, it might not have been worse than anyone but Marilee Fullerton, you know, the, the minister who's now in charge of social services that uh, Phillips replaced. You know, I think that certainly with the public, uh, she, she ended up kind of rubbing them the wrong way, I think, Um you know, uh, when it came to, you know, how she responded to some questions, I think, uh, 
you know, maybe a bit more uh, technical than, um, than, than, than more feeling. And I think, you know, that rubbed the public of the wrong way. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of front bench strength, but I think certainly, you know, Philip's absence is going to leave some room for, you know, uh, political jockeying. Uh, you know, we can't forget Phillips had big political ambitions. At, at one point, you know, he ran against Doug Ford for the leadership table beyond long-term care. He's had big pro portfolios, finance, environment. Um, so I think this is going to leave some room uh, for some political uh, newcomers or, or other folks to maybe kind of rise to the top here. That's a tough one, though. Long-term care, that's got to be the toughest file right now. I mean, that's why I say that, you know, Rod Phillips may have, you know, saw the tea leaves and thought, oh, this is a really big job. This is a mess and this is going to take years to clean up and I want to do something else. Could he come back and return in the future with a goal of being prime premier after he lives, uh, he leaves for the private sector, do you think? Well, that's kind of been one of the evergreen uh, rumors going around Queen's Park that, you know, Phillips might have some leadership ambitions uh, because there are also, you know, perennial rumors that Doug Ford might jump into federal politics. Uh, you know, we'll mm. never say never, I guess, uh, from from Phillips camp, from what I'm hearing. But, you know, he says he's, he's ready to return back to the private sector. So I think that at least for now, he's probably taking a step back. But no, he has a background in politics. You know, he was chief of staff. Um, uh, to, to Mel Lastman, the former mayor, you know, former labor minister, uh, PC labor minister back in the day. But, you know, don't forget his background. He um, he used to be CEO of the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation. He was chairman at Post Media. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see what he does next. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think we could see him back. I think mm -hmm. he will be missed. Um, certainly, you know, he, he's very well respected. Uh, Apart from that debacle in St. Bart's, you know, which I think, uh, you know, part of that was was his seat, too. There was a lot of fear that he could lose his seat in Ajax. You know, um, we can't forget it's it's the people, the, the constituents who are actually voting you in. And Ajax, uh, you know, they redrew the, the electoral map in 2018 but before that it was ajax pickering and that was liberal territory since 2007 it's also uh, represented by the liberals federally and uh you know the competition has already sh shaped up there the mm -hmm. uh, ndp and the liberals already have their candidates nominated they've been pounding the pavement you know making phone calls reminding constituents of you know this unauthorized trip to saint bart's and that's kind of hard to forget uh on the ground there uh for voters so i think you know there might have been some fears about uh, his seat being in play as well that that could have played a part in it but again you know this is kind of just a lot a lot of folks i'm talking with uh you know they're all speculating wildly because yeah. this came as a big shock uh, to everybody well, I appreciate you giving us some perspective on a story that could have uh, just kind of been swept under the rug because it was announced Friday. Sabrina, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. Sabrina Nanji is uh, Ontario politics reporter and founder of the Queen's Park Observer.